This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The following podcast contains violent scenes, hard drug use, scenes of a sexual nature and flashing images. Now there's none of that. It does, however, feature strong language. So if you're listening with small children, kindly tell them to... The dickheads. You're listening to the Scarf Pagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Helen Armstrong. Hot town, summer in the city, it's the chill, Balearic vibes of the Scarf Begara War, the podcast for county fans by county fans. I'm Nick Lee, here to welcome you to series, not season, 7, episode 29, and our weekly review preview show. And with Sunday's anticlimax bringing to an end the season that, let's be honest, was fucking mental, we'll be going over all things county for you to listen to while you're doing stuff, or, or not doing stuff, whatever, your own decisions. Just don't listen while you're shagging, because that would be really weird. For, for us, not for them. Speaking of sex, here's a 5 foot 11 prime breadbury beefcake that goes by the name of Russ Johnson. How are we, Russ? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. How are we feeling after Sunday? Um, well, we'll come to it. A bit weird Yeah. Uh, going straight into the England match. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite okay about it, I'll be honest. Yeah, I think the, having the Euros to fall back on has definitely helped because there's nothing like mm. a, a bit of football to take your mind off of football, is there? That's it, yeah. Yeah. With that in mind, tonight marks the end of the domestic podcasting season. Off on international duty tonight, aren't we, buddy? Yeah, can't wait to get on that plane. Oh, yeah, but bring your Uno with you. Did you see that the other day that the England players are playing Uno? That's, that's, a, that's a game of choice amongst the England players, apparently, in the hotel. My, my, 11-year, my 11-year-old plays Uno. Uh, it's, it's, it's not exactly FIFA, is it? I thought the England players would be into the video games and all that. It reminds me, have you seen Mike Bassett? You know, where they're all playing cards on the bus and it turns out they're just playing mm. Happy Families. Reminded me of that. So, speaking of England, we're joined by a veteran of many England away trips. That's not why he's here, though. He's here because he is, to writing about County, what Wayne Lineker is to being a probable sex offender. <laughs> it's, ser- 
<laughs> it's serial pen user and all-round word shagger, Dave Long. Hey, up. All right, mate. All right, pal. Right, if if you ask Russ really nicely, I'd imagine he'll furnish us with some of that sweet, sweet admin, so why don't you ask him? Go on, ask, can, ask, can ask, 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 ask him. Hey. <laughs> 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 already, it's a shambles. T- two minutes in. I'm, I'm just going to shoot off, lads. Italy on in an hour. I, I heard the word admin and I thought, oh, that's Ross, so I just switched off. <laughs> no, no, then you... Then you... <laughs> this is why I try and keep you up. This is why I should have done... I should have asked you who the podcast was for and, and by. Because <laughs> it gets you on your toes early on, you know. Yeah, it's a good point. And I suppose after keeping in your little uh, blooper the other week, I've got to keep that one in as well now, so... Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, they're rude not to. Right, I'll ask him. Ross, give us some admin, mate. Right. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for thanks for that. Um, yeah, we're going to cover Hartlepool on Sunday. Um, bit a bit around county as well. So look to have a chat about the pitch um, and the, those rugby posts coming out. Take a look at the retain list and talk about season tickets. After which we'll bring our guest on, where we will talk about England and the Euros role titles. And when you're a massive narcissist and a bit pompous like me, then um, you know, it also helps as well. I'm fully on board. I'm a, I'm a brand bitch now. I mean, you know, like people are trying to outpop each other. It smelled like egg and tasted like cider. I've even shouted at ball boys. That's the type of mad arsery that I can't get behind. I've learnt that Dave wasn't part of the move to, to get us away from Edgeley Park. We couldn't afford an engraved carriage clock for you, so here's that that bird yeah. from the Cheadle M full of bird yeah. shit. In a week where we saw the biggest anticlimax since the finale of Line of Duty, we watched a lot of County in Edgeley Park and on the telly. Okay then, lads, Hartlepool on Sunday. How did you feel about that? Go on, Dave. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't upset and I wasn't angry or anything. I was just, just like disappointed. It was just like a standard issue on game one. It was like wasn't like a semi final. You know, just you would expect there to be a little bit more intensity about it, but there just wasn't, was there? That's exactly the vibe I got from watching on TV, both in, in terms of the, uh, the football on display and the atmosphere as well. But if, yeah. if you are, if people in Manchester City shirts are going to win the ballot, then you're not going to, it's not going to be conducive to creating an atmosphere. They can't create one at their own fucking ground. So they're not, they're not <laughs> going to create one at ours, are they? That, do you know what? That, re- that really annoyed me. That annoyed me more than the match did. And, and I'll, I'll explain why. Because in uh, with the match, you could see that we were not going to do very much. If you know, once once that early chance had got gone away, and had that gone in, you know, we I think I think we'd have probably won easily. Yeah, because they they didn't have much either. Hartlepool didn't have much, no. and if we're being honest, they're probably going to get beat in the final against Torquay. And that's that's not just I'm not that's not sour grapes. No, it's just nailed on. 
Yeah. yeah. So so as the game started to go get not get away from us, but you could see it was a bit flat and the, the crowd was up for it to start with, you know, we were all up for it and then it started to peter out. Half time comes around and someone tweets a picture of this guy in a city kit. And I'm more I'm more annoyed at that than I am at what's unfolding on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I agree. I agree. I mean, if you don't support County and you think, oh, I'm going to try and get a ticket for this game and you don't wear your own team shirt, uh, do you? No, exactly, yeah. It's just not done, is it? It's... Yeah, and, he, I was, and I, I've, I've thought about it probably too much, actually, but even if he was a plus one with his dad or something, you're, you're a grown man. You do not wear that shirt to this ground. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, It's just it just beggars belief. But anyway, back to the match. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I won't criticise the effort or anything. It's just that we just desperately lacked that extra extra gear against against the better sides all all season and including Sunday. We just we just lacked that little extra ten percent, didn't we? I mean, the the weird thing is, despite not playing very well, as you said, we would have very easily won had we took our chances. They didn't have a mm-hmm. sniff until they scored, um, and even even the goal was down to a. You know, a bit of shoddy defending, really. What really got me yeah. about about their goal, though, was that it wasn't necessarily Ash giving the ball away because he managed to get back. As both he and Crowsdale were within two yards of Oates when he hit that shot, and neither of them put a foot in. Mm. I mean, set the yellow card. You know. But there we go. Yeah, I mean, take the yellow card. Do you know what? Like overall thinking, say we say we nudge past Hartlepool, you know, putting out a performance like that against Torquay, not taking your chances, that they'd have they'd have done us in the final, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. And 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 overall, you know, when we look back at the season, and maybe we'll do a, you know a season review and then a, a season review preview show. Hey, how about that? Um, we'll probably we'll probably say out of the I think I saw a stat out of the top five teams we didn't beat them once this yep. season home or away yeah that's right mm-hmm. yeah uh, and if you're gonna have ambitions of going up or winning a, winning a title you've you've got to perform better against your the rivals that are up there mm-hmm. yeah yeah I completely agree we didn't do enough against against the top sides to um. Get us up those extra extra couple of places and uh, win those those seven points. I mean, arguably, you could say that not beating Weymouth um, at mm-hmm. all and throwing points at home, um, throwing away points Alty at home well. to Alty and, and and teams yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, eventually did it for us. But yeah, we didn't just didn't do enough against the top sides. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, we've just we've just lacked our own identity all season. I think under both managers. I think it's it's not looked clear how we how we want to play. We have under both managers we've, we've resorted to hoofing it, especially in recent weeks as well. We seem to have gone back to it again, mm. uh, hoofing it to Cardwell, who just doesn't look bothered. I don't know. I think he's been off the pace for a couple of months now. Um, at, the, at the same time, Madden has been out injured. So, do you think it would have been better bring it, either bringing Madden off on the hour? Or using him as an impact sub instead, but at the same time, if he'd not picked Madden and then we'd lost, people will be, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, a thankless task, isn't it? Yeah, he, he had to start him, didn't he? Um, I'm a bit, bit disappointed that our, our top goal scorer again starts on the bench. Yeah, um, I'm not. In, I mean, like you say, Cardwell's not been at it for for 
a good while now. Um, you need to start reading Madden, I think. Yeah, but I think it's that chalk and cheese, isn't it? It's the, the big man and the small man. Uh, so Madden and Cardwell or Bennett and Reed, and I don't think he's ever, I'm not sure if he's ever been with a mixture unless he's playing three up front. You know, sort of two wide and one through the middle. I'm not sure, but I'll be talking out of my ass there. But you know, do you know what I mean? It's no, not no, really no, big yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. In that case, play Bennett then. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's obvious he's not fancied. Um, he's not going to be, even though he's on the retain list, which we'll come to. He's not. He's probably most likely not going to be here next season. One would imagine. I, 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 I feel a bit sorry for Bennett though because yeah. Cardwell. Like, I totally agree with you. Cardwell's not been on it for at least eight weeks. Mm. At least eight weeks. So why not give Bennett a go? Yeah. And not just bring him on with five minutes to go, two minutes to go, that kind of thing. You know, if if he gets a run in the team and then he doesn't do it, fair enough. But at least give him a chance. Yeah, I completely completely agree. Completely agree. Because he is. He... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say you, you see what he did. He came on at half time against Woking, at the bar. Um, mm. Come on with you know five minutes left on Sunday and should have buried that header. But he's done more yeah. there than than Cardwell has. So yeah, he deserves yeah. his chance. And I think it's worth having in the team just for what he gets out of Alex Reid as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, strange one. Um, well, yeah, nice to be back in EP again, though. Nice to be back in EP. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I was. I watched the game back because I'm a bit of a masochist. Um, <laughs> well, buddy, I, I, I switched over to BBC literally the, the second the final whistle went I was over me I was like right that's that done with yeah I watched the game but I didn't think the atmosphere was, it came across okay on the telly I've got to say um, in the ground it's a little different though isn't it um, mm. now having experienced that kind of new social distancing reduced capacity at Edgley Park the noise just doesn't travel Mm-hmm. Social distancing has a massive impact on it because, it, it as you know from going to games before, um, people sat around, you start singing or clapping or whatever, and that kind of travels to the next row and the next block, and it, that, that's how it kind of gets going. But it just doesn't travel, especially in a jade lane because it's massive, isn't it? And you've got you know a couple of thousand people in there or whatever, and it's just yeah, it's just not the same. Yeah, we, 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 we did a couple, we belted out a couple early on, didn't we? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. The scarf and things, and that sounded really, really good and, and, and crisp. Uh, but after that, it yeah, it just it got a bit flat, to be honest. Yeah, you, you've got 2,700 people split over four stands, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot in the, in the ground mm-hmm. that's, you know, 10,500. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, as I said on, on Twitter, the onus is on the players to to once that initial atmosphere, that, that that initial noise calms down after kickoff, it's up to the players. I, I, well, not solely seventy thirty, I think, up to the players to kind of get the crowd going. Um, and there just wasn't anything other than the, you know the few chances we missed and Newby nearly getting his head knocked off. There just wasn't anything, was there? Just to, to get out your seat and and you know just to, to shout about. Um, and classic example is the the, the photo I sent you lads. Uh, what my wife took on uh, off the TV coverage of me sat in the chair and there, and I'm just kind of slouched, 
like I'm on the fucking beach or something, <laughs> not a, not a semi final. You know what I mean? And, and that's what and that's completely unlike me because I'm usually like edging my seat, really kind of panic attack for you know two hours watching County. Yeah, but, but yeah, there was just, it was just completely opposite on on Sunday. It was really really odd. Well, it's all yeah. I mean, missing out in the. I, I did get. I didn't even get that that angry about the lad in the city shirt, to be honest. But not because I think what he's done was all right. Just mainly because I was I wasn't too bothered about missing out in the ballot. Because for me, it what it won't properly be going to county unless I'm sat there with my mates. Mm. So I'm I'm just looking forward to next season now when I can do that. It would, you know, it would have been it would have been great going to the playoff final and that. But they play the playoff semi on Sunday. But if I was just sat there. You know, next to Joe Bloggs or whatever, it won't be. Well, no, I'd, I'd have to find someone to take with me, wouldn't I? Because you've got to do it in a two, haven't you? So. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit grim down where I'm, I was sat lower tier six. Um, I know Scott Thompson mentioned it uh, on Twitter where he replied to me uh, to say that because he, he said he's temporarily sat just in front of me and uh, he said, uh, yeah, I wouldn't choose that as your season ticket seat because you've got a great view of the Cheeseland goal, but can't see anything else. Yeah. Bennett, yeah. Bennett's header at the end, I thought it was Reed at first. <laughs> That's how bad the view is. <laughs> Bloody hell. <coughs> so, there you have it. So, yeah, so just sort of, if if anything, that game probably epitomises our season. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, so, what's been the highlight of the season for you two, then? On the pitch? Yeah, yeah, on, on the pitch. Talking strictly on the pitch, yeah. Rochdale away is mine, probably. Yeah, obviously, obviously, we, obviously, we weren't there, but you know, the goal, the fact that I wasn't expecting us to put in such a good performance against a league, a then League One team, mm. um, thought we were excellent. That would probably be mine. Yeah, yeah. Wrexham away. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Big, I think I go Wrexham away or West Ham at home. Big game. Yeah, against a team who were, we were traditionally quite strong at home. And yeah. we absolutely blew him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I thought West Ham was great. Just the fact we went went toe to toe with a side that had a very good season. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah, but, but yeah, Wrexham was up there as well. Definitely, I didn't, didn't expect us to come away from Wrexham with a result like that. No chance. Yeah, it's good, and we've got it all to do again next season. Um, and it was announced today that we've sold two thousand season tickets so far, which is fantastic. That's banging, that. Yeah, let's, let's hope we're in. Let's let's hope the uh, it is all relaxed by then. Yeah, it's, it's good mm-hmm. news. I mean, we sold what two thousand one hundred ish, going off the reduced capacity attendances um, last season. So. Yeah, it's good that, especially for um, renewals and early birds. So hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll that will bump up uh, a little bit before the uh, season starts. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, it is. And no sooner had we finished the you know the final whistle went against Hartlepool, they started digging up the pitch. And I think it, I'm pretty sure it was the same evening, was it? Because the bloody um, scoreboard was still on. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Unless they've just kept it there as like a reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, the play- look at that. Drag- you lot did that. Drag- drag the players in to come and have a look at it. Look at that. Look at it. Get them to sow each individual grass seed. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, ba- baking hot heat. <laughs> I think they, I think they should all go and do a shift on the front line of the NHS. That'll bloody tell them. <laughs> they should all give fifty quid to Captain Tom. He don't need it. No, he doesn't need it. <laughs> but he laugh- he's bloody laughing up there, isn't he? <laughs> Um, and that was that was an interesting thing, wasn't it? That the rugby posts were dug up this week as well. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember on Blue Peter where they used to do the time capsule? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was expecting them to like op- to it to be opened up and like Ryan McKnight's shoes to be in there. <laughs> what are some big pointy ones with a buckle on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, right, yeah. Ryan McKnight's shoes and a, and a big blank piece of paper to signify the death threats towards the Gibbons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, that, that, can, that can be something people can get in touch with actually um, get in touch with what would be in your I think we should restrict it to the banter years so the, the non-league years uh, what would be what would be in your Stockport County the banter years time capsule get get in touch with what, what would be in there maybe you can win a, a scarf bagarro or tie and blazer badge combo <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, 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 just... I find all that fascinating though um I was looking at the various photos that have been knocking about, and because uh, I'm a bit sad, and you know the, the drainage, uh, you know the the pipe work for the sprinklers and that, and mm. yeah, I, don't, I just find it fascinating. I was quite, it's quite interesting and you know, sort of a bit weird as well, isn't it? That the the supports of the rugby posts have been in there all that time, and we've just never taken them out. Just, I, yeah, I bet you, I bet you watch like Nazi megastructures on oh, Discovery, don't it's you? It's on, it's on the History Channel, isn't it, or something? <laughs> Told me, <laughs> but no, well, but no, well, I don't. But D- Dave, if you know, if, if sprinkler systems and drainage is your thing, then you'll love one of our guests that we've got coming up in a few weeks. Nice segue, Ross. Go on. We've got Lee, got Liam Cash coming on in a few weeks, so he's agreed to come on, um, and we can talk all about. Sprinkler systems and drainage. Oh yes. Oh. Oh. Can we get Charlie Dimmock on? <laughs> are you rubbing your thighs, Dave? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we uh, can we ask Cashy if he, if he finds that bottle of vodka that George Best stashed under there back in nineteen seventy five? But it was interesting to see, wasn't it? Because what, what are we going from? We're going from two sprinklers to six, or something like Three that. Three to six. Oh, three to six, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it's, that's it's, yeah. That's a hundred percent increase in sprinklers. That's insane. Massive. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Full coverage now. Full coverage. So yeah, we'll have Cashy on in a few weeks, so we can we can get the lowdown on that, and he can give us an update of how it's going as well, because it'll be relayed by then, and you know we'll, you know it'll uh, all look pretty good. Um, should we touch on the retained list then? Mm-hmm. Um, and who's left? I mean, just going off the the you know the the, the lads that have left. I don't think there's any real shocks in that, is there? No, no, not really. Um, I think Gilmore, I might have expected to have stayed, but other than that, I mean, that's sort of stretch. I mean, I'm if I'm being honest, I'm not really that asked. So, but yeah, obviously the two um, that stand out from there are Niall Bell and Adam Thomas. Mm. So. Uh, disappointed in the end to see him go, but I can understand why, and and obviously they deserve all the, the you know the, the praise and the thanks that they're getting at the moment. Yeah, and and from us as a podcast as well. I mean, let's put it on record. You know, thanks to both of them for everything they've done 
uh, for the club and for us. Yeah, because they've been a massive, 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 massive part of the last few years, haven't they? So yeah. So cheers, lads. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we were we were WhatsApping over the past couple of days, weren't we? Nick, you mentioned something about the academy squad, and what what are your thoughts around that and the and the the let go list and how that affects that that academy? Well, yeah, this is what I picked up on from Simon Wilson's last interview. It was, it was about a month back, but it kind of slipped under the radar that one did compared to the first one he did. Um, but yeah, he did mention something about wanting to have an academy, so the likes of. Jamie Stott and Gilmore are going to be making up the numbers in that team, which I'm sure they're absolutely cock-a-hoop with. <laughs> um, but now we're not going to be in the Football League next season. It doesn't, that means, I think, that the academy isn't officially recognised by the FA, so meaning we can't the academy side can't play in their competition. So it's, it's going to be a year of friendlies against what Salf, like Salford, Fleetwood, yeah. Altrincham, equivalent sides. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I never knew that. Well, thanks, Nick. <laughs> get, you get all the insight on this pod, all the uh, all the footballing insight. Yeah, it's it it me saying I only really worked on the intro as well. I surprised myself. Where you lie down? Here's a question. I think I think we know the answer to this for Harry Cardwell. But would you have Tom Walker back? Uh, uh, I think there's better out there. It depends where we're going to play him. If we're going to play him in his position. Like as a, as a more attacking player, rather than playing as a wing back in a five, in a, in a, well, in a back three as one of the wing backs. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I'd imagine he'll move on again in the summer anyway, because that's what he tends to do. Yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, I would. I, I, I wouldn't have been too disappointed to see him sign permanently. Quite like him. Um, wasn't great on Sunday, but then again, don't think anyone really stood out, did they, on on Sunday? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's. Phil, he's filled in at a position that's not familiar to him, I don't think. I don't think he's played wing-back before. Uh, and he's he's done quite well. Um, but yeah, no doubt he'll be um, at Chesterfield or somewhere like that next season, won't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and no keeper. We've got no sub-keeper now, so we'll be on the lookout for a new uh, goalkeeping department, won't we? Yeah, good point. Yeah, it didn't, didn't twig. Yeah, and both of them have been released, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that must be at their request, mustn't it, to to, to go out and get first team football? Because Inchliffe is going to be in our net next season. I don't think there's any doubt about that, is there? No, no, I don't think so. Um, distributions let him down a little bit recently, um, mm. but but still one of the best keepers at this level. So, yeah, yeah, I think he'll, he'll be uh, here for the next couple of seasons. I'm interested to see what happens, see, see what the transfer policy is going to be like. Cause I, think, I think it has been a bit scattergun over the last year or so. I don't think there's, there's been a, a definite... We've got a fair few players tied up to long contracts as well, over 30. So yeah. I think some of those players who've been kept on, you'd imagine... Based on the playing time they've had over the last six months or so, you'd imagine they're not going to be staying. It's, it's good that I'd imagine we're looking to get a fee for them rather than just paying up the contracts mm. and wasting wasting more money. So I, thought, I think we're going about things the right way because you, you'd expect Bennett, Maynard, Williams, and Stott to all all be told they can leave. You'd imagine. Move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. They, well, they, well, they either they're either told they can leave or. 
they start playing. As in, I, I don't mean I don't mean they, they start games. I mean when they when they get the chance, they start performing and start putting putting shifts in. They've not um, got a chance, so that's the thing. I mean, if, they, if they've not had a chance in six months. Well, they have. I mean, Lois Maynard definitely has. Richie Bennett probably not. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they have. Stott hasn't. No. Stott, Stott and Thomas oh, are the main Stott, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Williams to an extent as well. I don't think he had really had a fair crack of the whip under... No, he didn't. Under, under Gannon, though, Stott did. And he, to be fair, he came up a bit short. And it might be his age and the position he was played in. I think he was played at left-back, wasn't he, in, in a couple of matches. Yeah. Williams got ample chances, didn't he? I, th- I think under Gallon, yeah, under yeah, Gallon, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I like what him sold uh, and gone based on that, but I'd be willing to give him another season. We've we've paid for yeah. him, and he was a decent player at Fylde. Um yeah. It might just be that Russ doesn't, you know, seems part of the, part of the squad long term. Um, he's still under contract, so probably won't be going anywhere unless we. Uh, Unless we get a fee for him, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing him next season. See what he can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I can hear it in your voices. It's almost like the um, the season's got to us now, and and we're on our sort of downward trajectory. Shall we? Shall we park county there and move on to move on to the Euros, where it's all getting a bit exciting. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't that. quite let go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's don't. Coming home though, Dave. He's coming home. Well, you don't. You don't have to let go, Dave, because every every show that we do, every podcast that we do every Wednesday, we'll we'll still talk county. We've got to. <laughs> we've, you know, we've got to. It's, it's in our blood. But I think for now, um, we'll bring on our guest and we uh, we'll talk about England. So, does anyone have anything to before we wrap up on county? Does anyone have anything to say about the season that's not been said? I think, we, no. I think we covered it. How many, how, how many, how many podcasts have we done? <laughs> well, that's I've, it, yes. Yeah. I've mentally checked out since about five to two on Sunday. So, Yeah. But, you know, th- just just bit of a bit of a segue. Leaving the match on Sunday um, and then rushing to get home to the England match, I was. it took me a good half an hour, 40 minutes to get myself geared up for watching England and... I was so pleased when they scored, you know, because we'd not seen a goal at County. I was just thinking, oh, mm. I'm finding this hard here. Um, I'm sure on Friday night it'll be a lot different for me, and I'm sure it will for you, for you lads as well. Yeah, it was a bit weird because I went to the pub afterwards and was just moaning about County for, uh, and I, I, only, I only had one eye on a, on the England game, and even when we scored, I was like, oh right, yeah, we've scored. And yeah, so it was really weird having the, the two games back to back. So yeah, looking forward yeah. to Friday. And that, that, in reality, will never happen again. No, no. It, no. Never will. Okay, should we bring on our guest? Yeah, let's bring him on. Okay. Our guest tonight is a comedian, performer and professional wizard who supports Bradford City and, crucially for this podcast, England. He's joining us as we ask the questions on everybody's lips. Questions such as, who will win the Euros? When will Roy Keane kill again? And why will it be Mark Pugach? And just what is it that Micah Richards finds so fucking funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's our pleasure and our privilege to welcome to the podcast Ben Schofield. Ben, how are you Hello, doing? Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Now, before we do go straight into the Euros, obviously we, we lived together for a number of years. So I know, I know your, uh, your fo- that could have gone really weird then. 
We live together for many years. So, so I know you're like, where's this going? Call it now. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't. Your your kind of your football, your superhero football origin story is kind of different to the usual one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, mine. You see, <laughs> my um, favourite um, pro evil game was number five, <laughs> and uh, a few years ago, and you were you were privy to this, weren't you? Blake? Yeah. You came on this journey with me. Uh, a few years ago, I when we still lived together, I acquired uh, pro evil five um, for pennies from cash converters or somewhere like that and uh and basically set about uh, playing it again but i decided that rather than create myself as a sort of you know as a sort of fresh-faced 17 year old i thought well how old would i have been then and i was sort of mid-20s and so yeah i imagined it almost as if i'd gone out and had a bit of the real world and then sort of been discovered at a slightly later <laughs> age a bit like someone like um what's his face righty maybe do you know what i mean someone like that yeah uh, but then went on to one in behemoth in the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo stroke uh, Lionel Messi sort of vein. Uh, and yeah, uh, you were privy to all of this, weren't we? With me, weren't you? It was sensational. Me, me in one room on Football Manager calling you in, you in the other room on Pro Evo <laughs> call, calling me in. Yeah, yeah. Exchanging highlights, saving highlights for each other as well. It was kind of cute, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a real, a real bromance form then. And, <laughs> and now, 17 and a half years later, here we are. I know. So... What can we say? <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, what can I say? Yeah, my the, the other version of myself had a glorious career, and despite starting late, scored 104 goals for England. So there you go. And, and your your dad was isn't into football either, is he? He, he is, but he's more of a rugby guy. To yeah, play, play rugby uh, sort of semi-professionally and that. So yeah, he's. Um, it was more of a sort of rugby house. We'd have the football on, but it was more of a rugby house. To be honest, I came to football myself in my own time. Yeah, so when, when was that? Because you you got it, Bradford City, wasn't it? And you, you had a season ticket. Was, but yeah. I, I, strangely enough, I I got into football. I, I played football at school and sort of kept an eye on things, but I wasn't mad passionate about it. And it wasn't until strangely my my early twenties that I really sort of embraced football. Um, and it, for some reason, something about the, this is the kind of thing that you can't talk about with uh, a lot of football fans without them looking at you like there's something medically wrong with you. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, the, you know, football fans of the sort of variety, do you know? Uh, but there's something about the aesthetic of it, something about the, you know, uh, the shapes that it makes of, you know, when a really good passage of play is made, something in the geometry of it almost that just started to really appeal to me. And I started to get the whole beautiful game cliche all of a sudden in a way that I'd never had before. And then, as is typical with me, once I got into it, I really got into it and, um, uh, you know, I did that. You know, I didn't instantly. Well, I said I'm going to support Man United. No, I started going to watch Bradford City, which was my home team. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't until sort of about twenty twenty one. So I was a late cover to football, if I'm honest. Yeah. That's because because we we just take it for granted. You kind of get taken back. You, you you never think that there are people who just came to it relatively late in life like that. But this is it. You know what I mean? You expect that? Yeah, that's it. Since childhood, died in the wall. No. Yeah. Um, as I say, although it was something I was aware of, and wasn't opposed to, if you know, <laughs> I didn't hate it or anything. But yeah, it wasn't something I was mad into until all of a sudden I just, um, you know, there are moments that sort of stay with you. I mean, obviously, people are talking a lot about Euro 96 at the moment. And that was one of those, you know, it almost sort of transcends football at an event like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's sort of people that aren't normally into it to sort of get drawn in. I remember exactly where I was, for example, when Gaza scored that wonder goal against Scotland. Oh, yeah, go on. 
Well, I was making out with my girlfriend at the time <laughs> on, on the bed in my bedroom. They had the match on a, on a little, you know what I mean, um, screen on in, in, the, in the little television. We used to have a little telly in the kitchen, and I'd nicked it so I could have the match on and make out with my girlfriend. Multitasking, I was, you know, I was, I was on it. I'd covered all contingencies, but yeah, we, we we were making out, and and Gaza did that, and I had sort of one eye on the screen, and I must have just cast her bodily aside. I'd just, you know, <laughs> Left up off the bed cheering. I don't think she was best impressed yeah. to, the, to, to the best of my recollection. I haven't uh, when, yeah. you, when you when you say, when you say making out, I mean, what base were you at? Because that's a good that's question. That's a it's good quite question. a lot. Not American Pie. No, 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 no. He does. If you want to get the full, you know, um, we were still dressed, but there might have been a bit of under the top action going on. I think, I think that's where. Right. We, okay. Upstairs, inside. <laughs> Second base, at least, isn't that? But I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've, I've uh, considered how the base. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, priorities were were were, were banging order even at that age. Because <laughs> I, I, I threw her aside like a cheap ragdoll with whoosh, <laughs> and was dancing around my bedroom. Uh, yeah, I think we all remember moments like that. But um, but yeah, uh, being an England fan is uh, since has been. It, 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 it's it's nice now to feel like not only that we've grown up of it as as a nation of football fans. Do you know what I mean? There isn't that clamour in the media, that sort of fever that takes over before a tournament. Not for the last few tournaments now. Mm. You know this. You know where everything's just focused on the fact that we're going to win, we're going to do it, boys. We're probably not, and we've realised that I think now through sort of hard and bitter experience, and everything's a bit sort of more chilled out about it. Like the last World Cup, when you know we did rather well for ourselves. I think it was almost like a pleasant surprise because we hadn't worked ourselves up into a foam about it beforehand. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I sort of feel it's the same with this tournament as well. It's like, fair enough, one nil in the first game. Well, look, well, we're doing all right. Um, but yeah, I think we're a bit more chilled out about it now. And it's just, uh, it's nice to be able to enjoy it without all that sort of fever. Or without having to, you know, it's, it's been years since I've heard the word metatarsal mentioned. <laughs> that came up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was praying to go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire because I just knew it would be a question one day and that would be my passport to the million pound <laughs> if Metatarsal came up. I was like, got it, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we yeah, seemed, it, we, someone's metatarsal or another seemed to do for us, tournament after tournament. Yeah. And, and the newspapers would print a picture of Wayne Rooney's foot or Beckham's foot and they yeah, want the, the, whole, the whole nation to put their hand on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that helped. I remember that. Yeah, yeah it went well. Yeah, that was it. incredible. Uh, but yeah, that and uh, the, uh, what became a long-standing tradition of going out in the uh, quarterfinals against Portugal on penalties, um, <laughs> which you know, I almost felt a bit betrayed that it's not happened in a few a few tournaments. Actually, yeah, it's horrible being good at penalties, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that penalty shootout in the last World Cup was so bizarre, wasn't it? It was like if ever there was proof that David Bowie dying had splintered the timeline and thrown us off into a sort of battle. <laughs> it yeah yeah, oh, yeah I, th well. I think you're right there though ben that um we, we don't have that kind of media frenzy and um, that starts about six months before no um, anymore i think that's it wasn't what healthy it, it, it's part of it's almost like a sort of toxic relationship that we have with our own football team in that in the, as a nation and as a set of fans we put that sort of pressure on the team yeah yeah i think it's a lot to do with southgate though um, because he, you know, he doesn't give a shit about the media, does he? Um, he doesn't have friends in one particular newspaper, so the other one's going to write, you know, loads of nasty stories about him and his players. And yeah, he's quite a chilled out bloke, isn't he? And yeah, yeah, I think that's down down to his his style of management. I, I think. think he's, I think he's got a a, a, a massive um, 
amount of the props to take for that, definitely. Not only that, but his approach to it as well, it seems less lumpen tactically, it seems more flowing, it seems like he's willing to take more sort of, you know, um, sort of try and be more creative on the pitch rather than just trying to sort of, you know, 4-4 to it and sticking, you know, and as well as that, he seems to be more ruthless in terms of like, uh, I don't know whether or not maybe it's because the golden generation, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing bunny ears with my hands right now. <laughs> I can't put this in enough inverted commas, but the, the golden generation has gone. Do you know what I mean? And um, and, and cleared out the decks. Uh, maybe if he was, if Southgate was working with some of them still in some sort of strange time warpish situation, uh, he wouldn't be managing uh, quite as well because I think I think a lot of that back then was managing the egos mm. and the fact that they just kept doing these lumpy four four two formations and then just trying to stick square pegs in round holes so they could fit all the egos on one pitch. Do you know Paul, what I mean? Paul Scholes on the wing yeah. is brings to mind. Yeah, Paul Scholes on the left fucking wing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what but it's chops. But it, 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 but don't forget back then that the the first the, the first eleven picked itself almost, didn't it? I mean, we had yeah. we had that with Paul Scholes, didn't we? Oh, could Gerard and Lampard play together? Yeah. Now, now the the depth is so much so that you don't you can't really pick the first eleven. You, you mean no. you, you can have a you can have a go, but there's 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 two really quality players for every position it seems, and that's probably why it probably adds to this this thing of of, of not being so expectant. We're in a different era now, aren't we? I remember seeing. Uh, back in the day, um, an aircraft carrier with all the sailors on it lined up in England expects or something like that, and I'm thinking, oh, what the fuck, you know? Well, you get nothing like you get nothing like that now. Partly because no one expects them to win, which takes the pressure off, um, and the fact that you know we've got we have got such strength in depth. Um, it I, it could come. I think it could come in the next few years, if not this year. I, I think that we're in better shape than we have been for a while. I think it's still giddy talk to, you know, you know think, think, even, think, even hope about it coming home. But it, mm. it, it, I certainly am a lot happier about the state of us um, as, a, as a footballing team, as a tactical unit, as a set of travelling fans, you know, even in light of, you know, Brexit and all its charms. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like that we're not as... You know, we're not as horrific as we used to. I'm not as ashamed of us because there have been times, I'm sure, where as an England fan, you have just been like, you know, whether it be for what's happening on the pitch or for what's happening off it, where you've just been a bit like, oh, I just want the earth to swallow me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> where you feel like the other teams cringe when we come near. <laughs> yeah. I think I think in recent times, though, it's it, for, for foreign press, it's probably been cool to to hit on the England on the England fans. I think it was in Russia, wasn't it? Wasn't it there wasn't it local Russians that were that were coming for the England fans and not, they were, not the England they fans were starting off. Reaction which they could then which could then be yeah. into something. But it didn't quite come together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Not for them it didn't, yeah. And that seems to change within the space of a tournament because am I just imagining things, but did we not Make an absolute bunch of tits of ourselves in uh, fan wise at uh, the twenty sixteen Euros as well. We did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like for on the pitch and off it, we were just an absolute bloody fiasco. That was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's down, so down to Roy Hodgson a little bit that because he was shoehorning Rooney into into that team when he was well yeah. past his best. Um, That's what I mean. It's, it's, Southgate it's bit... came in and just you know kind of shepherded him off into international <laughs> retirement. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Bye, 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 John Rooney's brother. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. we, we've so we, what what we've got on the pod, see Ben, is we've got Dave, who is a is a 
a veteran of England away matches. Oh yeah, Dave, Dave's, Dave's thrown chairs around in a number of major European <laughs> <teams. laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so Dave, so Dave, I mean Dave, give us the insight. What's it like travelling away with England? And did did you see any action? No, but did no? Did it kick <laughs> off? <and shit? laughs> Did it, right. Did it what we're basically asking is, do you prefer the blackjack or the Stanley knife? Yeah. <laughs> did it kick off and shit? Uh, a few times, yeah, it did. Um, I think it's a combination of robust policing and maybe a little bit too much to drink. Um, yeah. On um, on various sides. I'm not well, saying the, that's the all on one. Be, the police shouldn't be drinking. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say that's not all on one side. Um, that sounds yeah. like old, old, old. Sounds like Oldham away, though. I mean, we you know we got robust policing at Oldham away, and I was pissed. Yeah, so exactly. It, 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 all, all, all of a sudden, you're surrounded by coppers and getting frog marched from Victoria to Piccadilly. It's a fucking nightmare. It wasn't even your porn, was it, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Carry on. Um, yeah, yeah. I've just seen it a, a few times, um, but that happens at football matches up and down the country, and it's nothing new to us. Um, but following England away is it is an experience. It is really, really good. Um, you just get to, you know get on with so many people from different clubs and that you wouldn't you know pass the um, you know the time of day to. Um, just just a really, really good experience. Um, Have there ever been moments where you genuinely were embarrassed to be there with them? Um, Any moments that you were sort of privy to? I've seen a little bit of unpleasant behaviour, um, racism, stuff like that. Um, but that is in the minority of uh, trips that I've done. Um, you could probably count them on one hand. Um, mm. And I've probably done about a couple of dozen. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Again, maybe it's most... a generational thing. I feel like that's the, the, the racism for, for all that them. You know they're making a bigger deal about it now than I think they ever have. Um, I feel like the the, the racism situation has um, certainly backed off a bit. I mean, I remember. Uh, oh God, when will it have been now? It can't have been that long ago. I'll have been in my because I'm I'm older shit now. I'm forty two, but uh, when I was in like my early twenties, still I remember us playing Turkey for a qualifying match. Maybe a bit later than that because it was a it was definitely golden generation era. But even then, clearly on the audio, you could hear the some of the England fans anyway singing. I'd rather be um, a word beginning with P that I won't say uh, than a Turk. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm, you could yeah. hear that clearly over the audio. So enough of them were doing it that you could hear it over the. You know, I think the BBC had to apologise. It was one of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, the BBC are apologising for everything. If anyone heard any offensive language, we do apologise. Yeah, you've you've never been to a football match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that needs that apology. Yeah. Well, it's when it when it kicks when it kicks off when the players start when the players start having a bit of a scrap and the commentator yeah, yeah. commentator say, "Well, no one wants to see that." Like, yes, we do. That's why <laughs> that's why I watch ice hockey. Of course, of course, you want to see that. Pass me the fucking popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna segue back to County while we're speaking about apologising for you know bad language and stuff like that. Um. You might not have heard it, because Nick, because I know you were at the game, but you switched over right as the game finished on Sunday. But a county fan, I don't know whether it was one of the pitch side microphones or something, shouted, "You shit, BT." Yeah, I heard that on the. There was a little video. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty shit to be honest. And any channel that willfully employs Robbie Savage deserves to be. 
hold over the call. Um, but yeah, like I say, following England is just fantastic. It really is. Um, I bet it's a real buzz in so many ways. Yeah, and you, you get to visit lots of places that you probably wouldn't do. Um, I've been to Estonia. Um, Estonia. Yeah, Go on, yeah. Do you, you can do your bit for the Estonian tourist board right now. Tell, 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 us, <laughs> tell, tell us what your impressions of Estonia were. Tallinn is lovely, a lovely place. It really is. You know, is. I have genuinely, I'm being facetious, but I have genuinely heard that, actually, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. I discovered pear cider over there as well. I, I mean, I didn't, I'm not like fucking Marco Polo, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Behold, I have returned from Estonia with this. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. Because pear cider wasn't a thing over here then, uh, yeah. and uh, a bit of a bit of a backstory. I had a cracking hangover. In fact, the second worst hangover I've had in my entire life. I was like shaking, sat in this square in town, and this Spurs fan was sat next to me. I said, "What are you drinking?" No, he said, uh, "Pear cider." I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck's pear cider? What are you on about?" <laughs> Try it. Glasses up nose. I think you'll find that's a Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he said, try it, and it was wonderful. Starting yeah. to go right out, wonderful. Do you know, I have to tell you, I'm a big fan, and I'm not a, I'm not a cider drinker uh, at all, but I, I I don't mind one of the... I was going to mention a brand then, but I'll, I'll I'll spare you having to do that. Other brands are available, but yeah, they are pleasant. Other brands are available, but they're just simply not as good as... Mm, you know the one. Copperberg? Copperbergs? Copperberg's hanging. You can drink that. Horrible. I'll, I'll drink anything, mate. Like Zagreb as well. That's a good point. That's um, that's a nice nice place, um, and it's probably a place you wouldn't normally go if you were thinking of a European city. It, right? Yeah, Zagreb. There you go. Um, but you you asked me at the start, was there any time I've been embarrassed about the fans' behaviour? The only time I've been embarrassed by the players was that night in Zag in Zagreb when. Uh, only one player came over and clapped the supporters at the end of that game, and that was Gary Neville. He's a good egg, Gary. The rest of them just trudged off. Mm. Um, and then we were kept in the ground for an hour, uh, and then they turned the floodlights out. Oh, what? <laughs> so thanks for that. And then we got an escort into this back street in Zagreb somewhere, and then the police just fucked off, left us to it. <laughs> Where are we? And is there, you know... 7,000 Croatians around that corner. Yeah. Be lucky. Oi, oi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, but there were um little little anecdote about that game in Croatia was that they were serving non-alcoholic beer in the ground. Um, but if you paid double to the barman under the counter, he'd slip you a, um, a proper beer instead. Fuck you. You've lived. That's what everyone was, that's what everyone was doing. Obama must have made a fortune at that. Yeah, but it's funny, and they wonder why they get trouble. You know, behaviour like that. Mm. It's just, just, just say you're not serving alcohol, and then you know, make sure nobody serves alcohol. It's just, it's just, you're just waiting for asking for trouble, aren't you? Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. tell them it's alcohol, and just give them the non-alcoholic stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're asking for even more trouble than aren't you? Yeah, no, but it's funny, <laughs> though, isn't it? That's the, that's the main thing, yeah. Should we should we talk about what's ha- actually happened in the um, in the Euros? Right. And if we if we start with because uh, there's quite a bit to cover because we it's it's near well it's a, almost a week old well five days old. Um, start with the England match Croatia on Sunday after County. So as County fans, Ben, we were really low, and straight after that, I mean, two o'clock kickoff. Ours was twelve o'clock. 
just got beat in the playoffs, and then we had to go and watch England in the first match. You didn't have to. No one's making you. No, we had to. You've got as a, as a football fan, it's, you've got your duty, haven't you, yeah. to to watch it. Um, well, what it, did you make of the performance? Being a football fan is, it's one of those abusive relationships. It's you know, I know you've just slapped me in the face, but sure, let's let, let's have let's some carry more. On. Let's carry on having a lovely day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so you had to. So so yeah. So what up. did you? Yeah, yeah, we did do. So what did you, what did you make of the performance against Croatia? Well, I'll be honest with you. The only chunk I saw of it was about uh, fifteen minutes uh, between because I was working that day. I was I was performing, don't you know? And uh, <laughs> I was being a wizard. And uh, and yeah, I was. It was actually between shows. I had fifteen minutes between one show and another, and and so I quickly onto the BT Sport app on my phone and just sort of had a quick blast of it. And literally thirty seconds before I had to go in for my show, Raheem Sterling scored. I could not have been more thrilled. I couldn't have timed it better. I've, I've essentially managed to get all the highlights, all the all the pertinent data, all the information. Uh, all the important information into that little viewing session, and then and then walked away smug. And then later on, when I found out that that was the only goal, I just uh, clearly the universe was smiling all that day. <laughs> it's an absolutely lovely goal. I'll say that much. Um, I don't know how uh, you, you can you can fill me in. How how do you reckon that England were doing? Uh, how do you reckon they did across the span of the whole ninety minutes? Well, I th- I thought we were very good, but. It brings me on to my main point, which is the moving of the goalposts by the media and England fans who don't Literal like Southgate. Literal moving of the goalposts. Uh, not, not, you know. not yeah, it's coming. Um, oh, I was going to say. Yeah, that's that's, that's the only fucking way we'll win anything. I've not heard about this. <laughs> it's the, oh, we don't, we don't beat any good teams. And then we beat ah. a team that knocked us out the last World Cup and got to the final. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. They're, not, they're not as good as they were. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but you, you just said... so. so you know, and then there's the whole thing of well, we'll lose to the first decent team we play. It's like, well, that's how tournaments work for most teams. It's not like, necessarily <laughs> yeah. an English thing, and, and there also seems to be this thing that this this sort of misapprehension that the English media are so much worse than the media in every other country. You should have seen the Spanish media after they drew nil nil the other night. They're going absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's not are. just the, an English thing. The Spanish thing. media are very very. They're all, they're, I think they're probably the only um, sort of football media I can think of that, that from, from what I've you know what I've seen anyway that are as scathing as ours mm. certainly have been in the past. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're really really harsh, aren't they? And they deserve to be after that because that that was one of the dullest games I've seen in a long time. It was yeah. really boring. It's still me with dread. I've got I've got Spain in the uh, sweepstake at work. You know, <laughs> brilliant. I was, I was most dismayed after that. It was it was abysmal. Nick, yeah. yes, mate. Teams don't always lose to the first decent side that they play, though. No, but for most teams, though, if you if you look at most teams' tournament runs, they'll get through against the fodder, and then look at when when Brazil got battered by Germany. Brazil haven't played anyone decent, had they? That was... You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go back now. You're gonna go on Wikipedia and then you're like, well, actually, they beat Spain, France, and Italy and on the way to have been shit out the game before. Wait, well, he, he died, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Neymar died. It's awful, that. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I'm not a fan of Neymar and his uh, shenanigans, um, but uh, he, he did actually, like, fracture a vertebrae, didn't he? And that, it was quite nasty. Uh, walk it off. <laughs> Bert, Bert Troutman played an FA Cup final with a broken neck. Well, you know, well, if you know it, there's a boy who cried, cried wolfness to it, yeah. I suppose. But, yeah, he was, he was genuinely injured on that occasion, I believe. 
When everyone yeah. says that about Bert Troutman, they always go on about him playing the cup final with a broken neck, but they never mention how it took a toll on his life after. Oh, it's like, oh Bert Troutman, he played the cup final with a broken neck, and then in the rest of his life, he found a lot of change. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> well, I, what I saw of it, I saw the highlights on Sunday night, Mm. Um, and I, th- I thought we played well. I mean, we weren't spectacular, but I don't think we needed to be. I didn't no. think that they were they were much good and rarely threatened us. Um, so yeah, yeah, well, job done. I mean, tournament football is sort of eighty percent sort of results based and sort of twenty percent performance, isn't it? Um, you're, you're you're especially in the group stages, you just get as many points as possible. I, I'd argue it's all results based, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of want to be convincing, don't you? I mean, if you get through the group, winning a you know winning a couple of games, but you don't look that good, probably like mm. England under Ericsson, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, you don't look that convincing, and you kind of get into the knockout, and it's like, nah, we're not going to do very well, and it kind of brings the confidence up a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, it if does you, if you, if you play if you're playing well. And I think winning. I think that it's always nice in that first game to uh, to get some serious goals under your belt, like like Italy in that opening game, for example. Of you know mm. of this tournament, it, it, you know, for, I, I was stunned for a start seeing Italy score a goal and then keep going and try and get another. That was that's a nov- clearly they've got some new tactics as well because I was yeah I was blown away by that. They should keep that up. Um, <laughs> well, they're not yeah. so far. It's tw- twelve minutes in and they're still nil nil with Switzerland. So that, just to give away the time of uh, when we're recording, I, I am actually. <laughs> That now, yeah, yeah, and uh, what, cha- what channel is it on? I best get it on on my phone. It's on ITV, uh, I'm afraid. Oh, Tilsley, because I'm chatting to you guys, I've got the sound down, so that's 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 easing the pain. Yeah, I'm, I'll do the same now. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was I was very happy with the performance. I think for once with England, I wasn't biting my nails and think and sitting there convinced that we concede. That mm. kind of goes back to what we were saying before. <laughs> I don't. Like it was the same with the last World Cup. I wasn't sat fretting because mm. I felt like that we were playing quite well, and we, you know, we, we feel if we look like we feel comfortable on the ball, and we look like we're having fun. There always seemed to be certainly back, you know, when you think about that golden generation, Ericsson, he's sort of that sort of era, Capello, or you know, there was always that sort of fraught feeling watching England. Do you know what I mean? Like you were just waiting for the next calamity to happen, yeah, and for someone to mention metatarsals again. Do you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> <laughs> you, you were always waiting for that disaster, whereas now it feels like. Even if even if struck when we lose, I feel like well at least we weren't, you know, we weren't shit We didn't sort of score a goal and then just collapse for you know, for sort of forty five minutes. You know, just just feel like we're fighting fire for forty five minutes. I, 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 sorry, carry on. I was gonna say it felt controlled to yeah. me. Yeah, it just it just it felt like a typical Premier League, uh, top top of the division Premier League performance and I, I got to work um on Monday and my friend who's based in Milan is he's Italian um he said he said Ross he said England looked really good mm. and I was thinking oh, I was thinking you didn't yeah, tell I was that. Th- if someone well, told me that I'd be telling everyone to straight away that, <laughs> <laughs> saved, saved it for the pod so he said and I said well I said Roberto Italy looked really good as well and he went yeah but he said I watched you yesterday he said you you look good and I thought, I thought when I was watching it on on the Sunday, maybe it was because we'd just been through county. Do you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I probably didn't watch it as much as I would watch a match normally, uh, an England match in a tournament. And I think it kind of got away from me. But for what I did see, it did look like, so like someone, like, like someone was playing FIFA. 
to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of commanding. This mm. I mean, there's a sense of uh, a sort of I don't know. Everyone getting on with their jobs rather than that sort of you know. Basically, I think what it is is playing as a team. It feels like watching a team play. Mm. As opposed to watching, you know, a bunch of peacocks trying. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, exactly, and that, yeah. And, and going back, going back to what Dave said, that's that's Southgate. That yeah, he's not picking, definitely. he's not picking the big stars. He no. went with Trippier on the left because of some reason that I don't know, but there's definitely a reason behind it, and not playing a left back. He's not going the conventional. He's doing it to, you know, he's playing the tactics and the team selection to win football matches. So yeah, so so all that plus my Italian mate saying you look really good. And that's coming from an Italian. And now you've remortgaged I'm... your house and put all the money on us to win, haven't you? <laughs> no, but I have it, but I am getting I am starting to get slight chufties as 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 the Scotland match draws near on Friday. How many times have you listened to Three Lions? Are you are you a world in motion, man? Vindaloo. Uh, oh, oh Vindaloo, what? fuck off. <laughs> Vindaloo's cheating. It was already a football song. It was it was already sung on the terraces. Vindaloo and Keith Allen is a profligate sex offender. So, anything, that's all he can do. He just turns up, pens a banger of a football song, and then fucks off into obscurity with his awful children for the five years. Is that <laughs> has that been confirmed? I was going to say, yeah, we might need to. We no, might, there's, we might there's need some citations. Here. There's numerous stories out there about Keith Allen, famous for getting his knob out. Well, his his first film role was in Shallow Grave, and he played the corpse with it all out. So I don't think it's like... And he got it out in Mike Bassett as well. And he got it out in Mike Bassett, and he got it out of the Grouch Show Club. Okay. He got it out <laughs> everywhere. people haven't seen Shallow Grave, his character dies. I think that, that's a spoiler. He's not just in it as a corpse, I don't think, is he? No, I know. <laughs> no, but that's when you see his cock, when he's dead. That's what oh, I mean. Okay, fair yeah, enough. yeah. Well, at least if he's dead, he's not going to be threatening anyone with it. So there you go. Yeah. There's, there's, the, there's the podcast title sorted for tonight. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have, I, have I got it wrong, or wasn't Keith Allen in World in Motion as well? Yeah, yeah, he was involved in World in Motion as well. Did yeah, he get yeah. it out in that as well? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oki was too busy banging on about the Hacienda, so... <laughs> I think that's yeah. why Gazza couldn't manage the rap. I think he was too traumatised by uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Gazza Gaza, Gaza probably had his out and all. He probably fight, fighting John with him. Barnes, who's a much more secure sort of guy in that department. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, but didn't he go... Did, didn't he want to go round the back, though? Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone seen the new version of Vindaloo that's come out? Oh, oh don't so even. Fuck it. It's embarrassing. Because it's e- embarrassing. E- every epic needs a sequel. Oh, Fuck God. You know. have, have you not heard about this, Ben? No. Uh, well, what I'll do, I'll just list some of the names that are involved, and that should, <laughs> that should give you a clearer picture right, of okay. what we're looking Can at. Just get the way. Is James Corden involved? No. Believe it, it's the one thing this year that he's not done. Work. Right, okay, instantly that sort of mitigated worst expectations. It's the first thing you... T- oh, no, no, you're going to be uh, eating those words in a second. Well, oh, okay, fair uh, enough. Paddy McGuinness. Uh, uh, Will, Will Miller. Okay. I mean, an env- envelope was being opened somewhere. Of course, Will Miller's there. <laughs> um, Keith Lemon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Obviously. Um, and Bez and Rowetta from the Happy Mondays, because, again, <laughs> no, got fuck all else on. <laughs> let's, get, let's get Bez and Rowetta. Yeah, it's awful. But they actually said in the, when they were recording it, they were putting up, posting all these teasers on social media of them doing it in the in the studio and what have you. They said, "Oh yeah, it's better than the original." Whoa, come on! I mean, it, this isn't like Hey Jude we're talking about. It's fucking Vindaloo. <laughs> it's not. It's not Johnny Cash's hurt that we're doing here. 
but oh yeah, my God. It's awful. Uh, sorry, just as I'm watching Italy have scored. And it's, uh, it's, it's um, oh, what's his face? The master of the dark arts. Defender with a face that only a mother could love. This shit's a this, is, there he is. this is better than Chris Kamara, this is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there he is. He's, uh, he's scored a sneaky one. Yeah. As well, not even a header. Probably elbowed about seven players out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Way there, he yeah. chainsawed the, uh, a few players down on his way through. Yeah. Yeah. Shit Let's out. have a look. From the corner. Oh, yeah, he, he controlled it and just knocked it in. Yeah, my God, there you go. There's a collector's item. Oh, lovely. That's a striker's finish. It is. See, look at that reacting live to events as they're happening. Uh, that won't be live when people are listening to this. So it, yeah. it's most disconcerting. <laughs> what we could do is we could challenge we, we could challenge people to sort of try and watch highlights of the match along with this and see if they can sync it up. Oh yeah, yeah. I can you know, like when people uh, listen to Dark Side of the Moon along with uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Only a lot more niche and tragic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely tragic. Yeah. So that, anyway, so that's, story, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll change it slightly. That, that's on ITV tonight, isn't it? What do you think about the ITV commentators? Um, to be honest, um, I've kind of been blotting them out. On, uh, <laughs> who is it at the moment that's that's um, that's, that's doing that that's on their team? Tilsley's so, back, isn't he? He's not the main... Is Tilsley doing it, is he? He's I'm not the main... Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, no, I say I that. Do you, know, do you know how he st- how he started the France... Ger- Imagine this. France against Germany. First big game oh. of the tournament. A big game any time, France against Germany. But it's the first big game of this tournament. The players are in the tunnel. Oh, Tilsley's got his mic on. You know what Clive Tilsley says? Wow, there's an old saying in football. Show us your medals. It's like, is that? <laughs> I've never heard that said before. I heard that chanted. <laughs> Dan, show us medals. Yeah. <laughs> show us your medals. He's 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 uh he's an absolute tit, Tildesley. Uh, he is. He is. I, 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 I think like all the same. Maybe yeah. the, the, the only commentator I can stand is is that Darren Fletcher at the moment. But Tildesley last night and at that very game, <laughs> Germany and France said about Mbappe at the age of twenty two, something he shouldn't have at his age is composure. And I'm, I'm like, Clive Tilsley, you're a knob. Why, why shouldn't he have composure at age 22, you fucking idiot? Because he had as a professional by now, you know. <laughs> well, you've, you've, I, I know, no, I don't know them, but I've seen 12-year-old footballers with composure. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and I always have a sweepstake when he's, uh, with, with myself, obviously. I always guess the time that he's going to say that night in Barcelona. Oh, he's, he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking... Shoot me now. No, it's all about the hours you put in. I mean, I've I've been using lockdown to sort of brush up on my guitar skills, and I've actually started posting a few videos on Facebook. And you know, you might think that you're Captain Hot shit, but then you'll you'll, you know you'll you'll, the next day you'll be on Facebook yourself, and you'll see like a a ten year old girl in Japan absolutely nailing Parker. You know, know, it's not about how old you hours you put in. That's bullshit. Yeah, I agree with you. He's full of shit, is Tilsley, and he comes out with some whopping cliches, but. Maybe it's just something about his voice that's reassuringly sort of comforting. Yeah, I'm with you on that, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm completely with you on that. It's, it's like it's just like the the mental old bastard in the pub. Yeah, it's like oh, he's all right, really. He's not harming anyone apart from, <laughs> apart, from apart from Russ, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he's a dick. I prefer Brian Moore. Do a pint from what's in the drip trays, but it's a lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I, I never thanked you properly. Those were happy days. <laughs> oh.
Hello fellow County fans, I just wanted to take a moment of your time to tell you about this Scarf Begara War blog. Each month I bring you my thoughts and reactions to all the latest games and news, plus there's a veritable cornucopia of other articles that are there for your viewing pleasure. Check out www.scarfbegarawar.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Brilliant. So should we look forward to Scotland then on Friday? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the match either which way. I, I, I just, you know, oh, there's always that, especially with a, a, a match. That's, uh, I don't want to say politically charged because the last thing we want, lads, is you know, is is, is politics encroaching on football. <laughs> uh, Turn oh, German bombers. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's obviously a match that comes with some, uh, you know, so, some heat and some history and. Uh, it could go either way. It's not uh, something about a fixture like that isn't always necessarily to do with skill levels. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's emotion at play, and it could mm. go either way. I'm looking forward to it either way. I just hope it's a good game and that uh, it doesn't just dissolve into shithousery, basically. Yeah, I was saying to Ross before. I mean, I don't think football-wise, we've got anything to worry about. Um, looking at the the two opening games there. Um, don't think we've got anything to worry about at all. Um, it's just that it's just getting the job done. It's Scotland, isn't it? And like you say, it, anything could happen. And, and uh, yeah, there is a little bit of a, an emotional edge to the game, isn't there? Mm. I did hear a, I did I did hear a great a great quote from Craig Brown, who was interviewed on Sky Sports News the other day. Interviewer Scottish, obviously, you know it's the old enemy. Can we do it? Can we do it? In fact, Craig, can we go all the way? I think we can. We just need a bit of luck, um, and you know, but th- few things to go our way. And I'm sat there going, "You're a fucking idiot, you mate." There's no way Scotland are going all the way. And did you see him in the first match? In the first match, it it was like watching a, a bottom of the league Scottish Premier League team. It really was. You've got one or two players that are, are marquee for them, but beyond that, I think I think they're incredibly lucky to be in the tournament. Well, they got they got into it by. Like the fire escape, didn't they? I mean, fuck, <laughs> yeah. fucking penalty shootout in the Nations League playoff. I mean, yeah. f- come on. Yeah. But I, I thought it was fantastic the other day when they got. But imagine waiting twenty three years for your first tournament game and then you produce that. Well, at the end of the day, that's what football's about, isn't it? It's about watching ninety minutes of football and then turning to the nearest country to you and just going, "Ha, fucking have that," because yeah. that's what it's yeah. going to be Friday night. We're pro- most likely going to be knocking them out on Friday night. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic when they got beat. Yeah, because I don't, mm. I don't want, I don't want Scotland to win anything. Yeah, um, and vice versa, they hate us. So um, I'm not, you know, not a particular big fan of them either. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. I think to an extent, especially given uh, history, I, th- I think maybe we have to be. Um, I was going to say the bigger men, but that's probably problematic as well. But do you know what I mean? We've, we've sort of got to try and. See past that a bit. I do try to wish well against the other, wish well for the other home nations. Obviously, not when they're playing us. But yeah, I enjoyed Wales winning. I know, I know a lot of them do actively take pleasure in seeing us get beaten, and it is hard not to not to sink yeah. to that. I suppose they all do. Yeah, none of none of mm. them, none of them like us, and um, yeah, I didn't want Wales to win tonight. Then this is I the danger, quite, and this is part of what's I was quite, quite pleased it. when they conceded the. Uh, Equaliser and uh, what I thought was the winner the other day against Switzerland. But obviously, yeah, it was uh, disallowed on it. But bloody hell, yeah, this is taking a turn. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't see why we should all be like you know, following countries that we 
just because we're next to them, we should all be like really pally. <laughs> Fuck that. I think it's because we're part of the union. It's not like Germany go, oh, do you know what? Spain are next door, so uh, uh, France are next door, sorry. So let's <laughs> let's give them a cheeky support as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I have got um, some some really big Scottish connections as well because all my mum's family Scottish. So um, I've been, you know, family holidays up there hundreds of times. And yeah, so I've got yeah some, some big connection with Scotland as well. I think that that's probably where it comes from, watching the, the what was the Five Nations then with my granddad when I was a kid. And he's like a big arts fan. Scottish, you know, from Edinburgh, like, and um, yeah, he always used to wind me up about when Scotland used to be England and stuff. I think, I think it comes from there. I think we're, we're opening up some old wounds here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've gone, you've gone very. She's taken the kids. I'm half expecting to see you on like Tower, Tower Bridge dressed as Spider-Man next. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, just to just on on that um, with my granddad and that, I remember. Um, winding him up when Scotland got knocked out of the 98 World Cup um, by Morocco, I think it was. Um, yeah, so I remember that as well. That was quite funny. <laughs> now, I just think there's a danger that, uh, well, they want us to lose, so fuck them. The danger is that we essentially become the mill wall of international football. No one likes <laughs> us, we don't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and to sort of, I think that maybe we should try and. I don't know. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the verge of making a serious note, uh, uh, serious remark here, and I'm trying to pull back from the edge. But yeah, um, <laughs> maybe something we should combat. Do you know what I mean? We should we should be more conscious of our image, and I think part of that is not delighting at other teams losing, even even if they don't think very nicely of us. I just hate everyone who's not county. So. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Diplomatic with your hatred. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, all the way. Yeah, it's very well put, Ben. You know what I mean? I mean, it is only. I mean, I just I don't want to. I'm not going to go like you know, beating people up because they're not English. <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop it like that. <laughs> no. Before before we uh, wrap up on the Euros, um, I think a, a quick word about what we saw unfolding in the Denmark game. Mm. Uh, it was something I, I don't think anyone would ever want to see again. Um, the, the word genius is often thrown about a bit haphazardly when it comes to football. But in, in this case, in terms of the medical intervention that saved his life, I think genius is is the right word here. And ev- I think everyone conducted themselves brilliantly in the situation. The referee as well, Anthony Taylor. Mm. Uh, the way he straight away recognised what was happening. Uh, just yeah, I, 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 I genuinely can't believe Christian Eriksen's alive. Genuinely, well, what what was extremely rare is that he was, you know, he was gone apparently, mm. uh, but he came he, he came back to us on the first defibrillation, and apparently that's really really rare. Even when it works, which is only something like eleven percent of the time, mm. apparently, if I've got my statistics right there, um, it's very rarely on the first attempt, and so you know. There's some will to live still in that guy, that's for sure. But yeah, it was incredible. And there was that teammate of his that really marshaled them to sort of the to comfort his wife. They made it. They made like a human shield to yeah. screen him from the cameras. Well, the the captain put him in the recovery position as well, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain swallowing his tongue and all that. So that, that was yeah. vital as well. Vital invention there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame a you wafer had to be dickheads about it. It's like, oh, we really know, we, we know you've gone through, you've, you've gone, th- you've just gone through something that no one should ever have to go through, and 
you weren't worried about how your mate is. Even the Finland players as well, they've gone through it as well. Mm-hmm. And then the UEFA basically said, well, you can go and play the rest of the game now or you can do it tomorrow morning. It's like, oh, right. th- thanks. Right, do you not think we've got enough on our plate here? And that, that's what... You'd, I, I think the best way to, was just give them a point because when the game resumed, it was obvious no one wanted to play. No. And the Denmark players if and Finland players... If they consent of both teams, they could have said, look, take a point each and yeah. we'll draw a line under this. I think it would have been better for Denmark in the end that as well because they lost in it. There'd have been some knobbed, you know, from a team, you know, associated with some of the other groups in that team, saying, "Oh, it's not fair. They've had more of a rest than." <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be it. yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, well done to everyone involved: medical staff, the officials, players. Yeah, really well done. Um, it's just for you know quick reactions and. You know, dealing with things under pressure. Um, yeah, yeah, really well done to everyone. On an unrelated note, uh, just because it came up when I was discussing this um, a few days ago, um, there's a mental story about what was that player? Was it Fabrice Moamba or something who, who, who collapsed on the pitch for Yeah, he, he died for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now, now this again, maybe citation needed, but I, I heard that this is true. And if it is, it's remarkable. It really is. Uh, they had to do the cliche, is there a doctor in the house? Uh, in in, in um, uh, Bolton's ground that day. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That guy actually came down. He was a, a, a heart specialist who, who came down from the stands and was responsible yeah. largely for saving that guy, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Remember when Ted Robbins had a heart attack on Surge during the... Uh, it's and, nice. And, 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 and they had to do it again. They had to do, is there a doctor in the house? Same guy. Really? Really? I came out of the audience and, and, and attended to Ted Robbins on the spot. I bet he doesn't you know, attend any social occasions. I couldn't be, if, if I was a doctor, I couldn't be doing that. And he wouldn't have said, I've got bad news, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a pine. My heart guys in today. Nick, I just wanted to pick up on something you said there, that Moambo was dead for 78 minutes. That's what he so said. I read that as well. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I never knew. How that. is that even possible? You yeah. think someone's you know, un- unrevival past sort of? This is just. I, I, I'm. Well, I'm going to preface what I'm saying with a disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. Not. <laughs> oh God! Because it was us thinking, you know. But uh, surely you'd think it would be impossible to revive someone after that long. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, thank God they did. Well, you yeah, know, oh, yeah, I'm not arguing. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm not having it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not arguing the fact. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's remarkable. It really is. Yeah, I've got a weird spot with the. There's a weird thing every time Fabrice Mu- the Muamba thing gets mentioned. There's this little thing at the back of my head that remembers when when he when he recovered and everything. It was all oh thank you God thank you oh thank you God. Oh, God brought me back. I was like, I watched it on the telly. I saw the doctor do it. The yeah. doctor brought you back. What the yeah. hell? That's just so. Any anytime I think of Muamba now, that's the first thing that comes to my head now. Ruined. Just insulting all the emergency services yeah. stuff. And, and then the other night when it happened to Ericsson, I went on Twitter scrolling through. Someone had shared it. Fabrice Muamba tweeting, "Please God." Like, oh, he's yeah. doing it again. You know, he knows what it does to me. Giving Sky Daddy all the credit. I think for Maurice, for Maurice, Maurice Muamba, sorry, I think the stars did a line for him though, because the, the guy who, who saved him, the, the heart surgeon, he, he went to that game on his bike and only because his brother in law couldn't go, he got his ticket. Wow. wow. 
I mean, you, you know, what, how much more luck do you need? Yeah, but it is one of those lucky and unlucky simultaneously. Like the old thing about getting run over outside a hospital. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you jammy sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, okay. I think we've just about covered. I don't yeah. think we've said anything about the Euros that... I don't think we've missed anything that is being said on other podcasts. Other podcasts have well, done a few things that, that, for various reasons, other podcasts wouldn't have even thought to discuss. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's our that's our well, uh, telegraphic. Say, can, I, can, I, can I just add as well the uh, the, the France Germany match the other night was just oh, wasn't it awful? It really was. Yeah, but that was very different to our game in the. I did think there were points where Germany did look like they might be able to score. I didn't get that from Croatia. But do you think France fans will be slagging them off like some of our fans are slagging us I off? I think that I, I, I couldn't speak of French footballing culture at large and how they treat their, you know, whether they're... I mean, you know, they're, they're French, so you'd expect them to be very cynical about it and, you know, very very hangdog. But, but then... You know, and I don't actually know for a fact how French fans are with their team, so well, I don't know whether they'll be forgiving them and saying, "Oh well, opening day nerves," and you know, at least we got the result, or whether they are, you know, mad. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't know whether I don't know whether they'll be happy. I I wouldn't be encouraged by that if it was in England. If certainly if England <laughs> were the world champions and we'd gone into a major tournament and played like that, yeah, we've got the result. But that was choppy. It was played at an incredible tempo as well. But it was almost like I think it was one of the uh, one of the pundits on the telly said it was almost like watching. You know, if you watch like five or six year olds play football, they have no concept of position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just sort of swarm around the ball. Just, just 22 kids running around after the ball. <laughs> yeah, like angry bees. Yeah. But it was a bit like that in places. It wasn't becoming of watching professional international footballers, especially the world champions. Do you know what I mean? It all just seemed very, <laughs> you know, very on edge. Yeah, it's very strange. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the crown's weighing heavy on them. I don't know. I'm sure they'll turn it on just in time to embarrass yeah. us in the second they'll, round. They'll grow into the tournament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Russ, are you excited? What? Are you excited for Scotland then, mate? I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, yeah. I'm going to start, my, my, like I said, my chufty level is going to start rising from, from here on in up until, uh, up until the game. And then we get to talk Probably. about it next week. Who's our guest next week, mate? We've got Sam Sam the City fan next week. Okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring my team out. You, I was going to say, you're gonna, are you going to miss that one, Nick? No? Oh, no, I'm going to Liverpool next week, but I don't know what, I don't know what day yet. Oh, a chance for a verbal joust with a Man City fan? Fuck Liverpool. <laughs> I'm going to say, what, surely not a Man City fan on this podcast. You're crazy. Yeah. Well, there's no county content now, so we're just covering the Euros, so we're getting all sorts. <laughs> We've got an Italian football expert. She's an expert Ooh. She's an expert in Italian football. She's not an Italian football expert. Football expert, right. No, okay, yeah, but, yeah. but you can't have it all, can you? Cut that bit out, That's Ross. Right. That was just a, just uh, another production meeting taken over. <laughs> but yeah, to answer, answer your question, Nick, yeah, I am looking. I am looking forward to it. My uh, my my match will probably start at about six o'clock, as I as I start to get warmed up for it. Do you having pre pre drinks? I hate that term, pre drinks. Uh, no, I'm having drink, I'm having drinks. I'm having drinks before the match. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm having. I'm not having pre-drinks, because that, is that not drinks before drinks? You're having pre-match drinks. Know. That's what you're having. Drinks before going out, isn't it, pre-drinks? Yeah. 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 
But that, no, that's just, that's just having drinks before you go out. It's not pre-drinks. Anyway, let's not. Let's all just have a drink and stop yeah, talking let's... about it. <laughs> Pre-drink, no, no. after drink. You, you have actually found a, a, a linguistic hangnail there, I think. Yeah, it's not pre-drinks. It's, it's just drinks. Yeah. Mm. Pre-drinks is something you do before you drink. Exactly. Know, a glass out of the cupboard. That's pre-drinks. So yeah, have a, have a shower, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you have a starter, it's not pre-food, is it? <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I've always found that very annoying. Although I do no, call no, you no, do I, it afterwards. I, 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 right. I, I think motion should be carried there. I think we should get rid of that. Pre-drinks is, is just bad, bad language. That was sort of like motion carried. Jobs are good. I'll let, let you tell all the teenagers, Russ. <laughs> you're, you're, you're into them because you know all about singers like dual IPA and people like that, don't you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know where you're getting this from. I've no idea. So let's let's go let's go around the room. Who do you think? Let, let's say everybody says who they think is going to win it and who the dark horse is. Okay, go on, Ben. Go on, Ben. Um, I thought that France were going to win it, but I really wasn't encouraged by what I saw the other night. Um, I am gonna, uh, and and I realise that I'm watching them win again now, and this may be influencing it. I actually have an interesting feeling about Italy this year. This young, this this Italy side are intriguing me, so I okay. think Italy might surprise people and win it. And I'm gonna optimistically throw ourselves in as the dark horse. All right, nice. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Nick. Uh, it's between it's between Italy and France. Italy and France. I'm gonna go France. I think. I think it will be France. And the Dark Horse, I'm also going to go England. Oh. Yeah. So Dark Horse is England. It's interesting. Dave, what do you reckon? Um, Italy to win it. And Dark Horse, Holland. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's a good oh. How about, how about yeah. you, Rustafa? Uh, I'm going I'm, I'm to say France to win it. Um, and I'm going to say not Turkey as dark horses. I never said that, um, and people don't listen to old podcasts, so that, you know yeah. that never happened. I'll just, I'll just I'll um, clip that and put it on the social media for you, mate. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, do, yeah. Sorry, since you mentioned Turkey, I'm just going to throw it in there. Um, Gareth Bale tonight, when you can miss a penalty and still be man of the match by a country mile. It really says something. He was incredible tonight. Was Bale? Yeah. He really was. Mm. Yeah. Wales. Wales could be a good dark horse again. They could, you know. They could, pretty much but... through now. Yeah, I was thinking of Wales, but I, I, I do. I don't know. I'm going to go for another one that's probably going to. I'm probably going to change next week. I'm going to go for Slovakia. Ooh. So that's them knocked out by the next podcast, then. <laughs> well, this is it. Yeah. I'll go for every podcast. I might have a different one because they've all done shit after I've mentioned. Can it. you just back the teams that England are playing? But I do like Holland as a good shout. That's a good shout, Dave. Yeah, you're having that one. Because mm. I, well, I think that a lot of people won't have their eye on them because they have... Although they yeah. were once a proud footballing nation, they've, they've, they've really sort of... Um, I mean, how many how many major tournaments has it been without them now? It's two, isn't it, now? That's two, I think. It's two. Is it just one? Is it just one? Just the World Cup? I think so. But in any case, they they won't thank you for having them as dark horses, no, will they? Won't. Just like just like England, you know, us being dark horses as well. We always see ourselves as one of the top four or five that can that can go on and win it. But I think that was always part of the problem as well. We saw ourselves as mm. a top team, 
rather than a team that's this, this links in, I think, as well to a larger thing about how we ourselves as a nation. Do you know, I think we, we sort of lose track of what a small nation we are, really. Do you know what I mean? And how much, in a lot of ways, we punch above our weight as it is. Um, and because we have always punched a little bit above our weight, we sort of kidded ourselves that we're we're top tier as a team, and we're not really. I think that. The fact that we keep getting through the, you know, past the knockout stages probably speaks well of us. But if we don't win it, we see it as a disaster. I don't know because I think we are top tier, though, aren't we? The FIFA rankings suggest so. Uh, we are at the moment, but I don't know. I don't. It's strange, isn't it? Like we were saying earlier, it's come at that time where maybe our expect uh, our actual skill level is higher than it's been for years, but our expectations are much lower. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think right. well, it, it it just sort of it shows it shows in the spirit of keeping that deference, um, modesty, not deference, up. Then maybe yeah, maybe we've got a chance, but it's a dark horse's chance. You know, it's Goran it's Goran Ivanisevic when he got that wild card at Wimbledon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, I think we'll wrap it up there, gents. Um. Just a reminder that we're obviously we are doing these podcasts throughout the Euros. Next week we've got Sam Sam the City fan. After that we've got Chloe Beresford, who is the what was it Italian football expert or expert in Italian football? And friend of the podcast because she's been on this. And friend of the podcast and county fan. The week after that we've got um, Matt Dean and Steve Shipman from Oldham Athletic Podcast, uh, the Boundary Park Alert System. And then after that it's Liam Cash, our groundsman, our Stockport County groundsman. No, not the podcast groundsman. The man that tends no, to the hallowed no. turf. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Loves a bit of grass. So we, yeah, we've got him on. Well, don't we all, um, Nick? <laughs> We're going back to how we met again there, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> she don't listen to this shite, don't worry. I was going to say, that, that really is loyalty. <laughs> no, they, they will make the stats say that not many people do stay for the full course, so... Oh, well, maybe, maybe anyway. stop talking rubbish then. Well, maybe. <laughs> right, it's been lovely talking to you, gents. Uh, enjoy the game on. Me. No problem. Enjoy the game on Friday. And here's to uh, a 4 0 win. England going to lose 3 0. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, Midas Touch. See you later. Cheers. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.